Our Bible focus today features the story of Mary, the mother of Jesus. Mary was a virgin who was pledged in marriage to Joseph, a descendant of King David, a humble carpenter. An angel visited Mary with some surprising news. And we'll put a picture on screen of a painting showing this visitation. The angel said to Mary, Greetings, you who are highly favoured. The Lord is with you. Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favour with God. You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Mary questioned this, but the angel said, The Holy Spirit will come upon you, and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be unable to conceive is in her sixth month. For no word from God will ever fail. Mary answered, I am the Lord's servant. May your word to me be fulfilled. The mirror image and symmetry of this scene suggests that Mary is in perfect harmony with God's messenger. Mary visited her relative Elizabeth, whose child would be John the Baptist, and together the two women shared their great excitement, overflowing with praise. We listen to Mary's words from Luke chapter 1, beginning at verse 46. Let us pray. Lord God, you set apart Mary for your special purposes. She was ready to do your will. And Lord, we who would follow Mary's example in humility, seeking to hear your word and to respond with an obedient and a joyful yes. Help us to hear your word for us today and act in obedience. Amen. Well, what courage we see in Mary. What faith to say yes to God against 
all odds. Despite all circumstances, she said yes. To think that a virgin would give birth to the saviour of the world. One theologian has stated that the greatest miracle of Mary's story was not that she conceived, but that she believed. She believed. And what's more remarkable when we think about it is how Mary said yes to God, seemingly straight away. Where for the most part throughout the Bible, we read how God's chosen ones pretty much say at first, no, not me, somebody else, Lord. Before they finally come around to realizing that saying yes to God is always the best way. Moses, he tried to get out of God's calling to go to Pharaoh. Isaiah protested about his unclean lips. Jeremiah said he was too young. Even St. Peter said, depart from me, Lord, I am a sinful man. But Mary, Mary was not contrary. She was not against God's plan. She said, let it be. And that took courage. A young peasant girl showed the way. And Mary's response was to burst into song the Magnificat. Latin for the first words of Mary's hymn, My soul magnifies the Lord, for he has redeemed his people. He has regarded the lowest state of his handmaiden, and all generations shall call me blessed. She magnified the Lord. Of course, you can't make God any bigger than he already is. But you can see God bigger. And that's what Mary did. The good news of God's loving purposes were writ large in Mary's song for all to hear. And we are surprised by the lyrics of her song. Mary becomes contrary, contrary to the usual order of things in this world. In Mary's song, the proud, they are humbled. The rulers, they are tumbled. Priorities, they are jumbled. You know, when I read through the election pamphlets that came 
through my door, I couldn't find any such promise. (laughs) How about you? You see, Mary's song is the most radical manifesto of all. You know, this is not a picture of the Virgin Mary, meek and mild, a silent plaster statue. Mary's is a voice of liberation, a vision for a reordered society where the values of the world are turned upside down. Her song is like a prelude to the one that Jesus would speak at Capernaum when he said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me to preach good news to the poor, to release the captives, to make the blind see, to bind up the brokenhearted, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. Jesus echoed the song of his mother Mary. And it's radical. No wonder that in recent decades, some South American dictators have sought to ban the Magnificat and silence those who want to see Mary's song turned into political action and reality. Because it challenges the powerful. The theologian Dietrich Bonhoeffer put it like this, The song of Mary is the oldest Advent hymn. It is at once the most passionate, the wildest, one might even say the most revolutionary Advent hymn ever sung. This is not the gentle, tender, dreamy Mary whom we sometimes see in paintings. This song has none of the sweet, nostalgic, or even playful tones of some of our Christmas carols. It is instead a hard, strong, inexorable song about collapsing thrones and humbled lords of this world, about the power of God and the powerlessness of humankind. These are the tones of the women prophets of the Old Testament that now comes to life in Mary's mouth. So spoke Bonhoeffer. It is incredible. It surprises us. But we are invited to believe it. To reaffirm our commitment to this way. To join our voice, our prayers, our actions. And surely now is the time for all politicians to remember their promises and to bring good news to the poor this Christmas 
and into 2020. God's rule is breaking in. This we believe. And we are part of that breaking in. May it be our desire this morning to let God break in to our lives and to break out of our lives if we have kept him to ourselves. With Mary, we glorify God today and rejoice in the one who saves us. From a mother comes a saviour for the lost, the last, the little, the least of this world. And that saviour is born for us as our hope and our peace, our joy, and the surest sign of God's unfailing love. So, this story of Mary and the visit of the angel can be summed up in three short sentences. It will be. How can it be? Let it be. As we respond to God's call on our lives, may we also receive the courage to say yes to God's call for ourselves and our loved ones. Whatever that might be, how difficult it might be. Sometimes we say, Lord, I can't, but I will. May we say yes to the plans and promises of God which never fail. May we welcome our Saviour, the Magnificent One. Amen. And we're going to listen to that reading now. A version by Bob Hartman, the Magnificent One. Mighty One, Holy One, merciful forever, age to age, each generation spent, faithful one, patient one, whose love cannot be severed, there's no other word for him, magnificent. My soul cries out, my spirit sings in praise of God, my saviour who looks at me and sees me as I am, then lifts me up on angels' wings, hands that never waver, and makes me part of his eternal plan. Mighty one, holy one, merciful forever, age to age, each generation spent, faithful one, patient one, whose love cannot be severed. There's no other word for him. Magnificent. He shakes the proud and breaks the crown and makes the strong man stumble. He sets the rich man begging in the street, 
then reaches down and from the ground lifts up the poor and humble and welcomes them to his forever feast. Mighty one, holy one, merciful forever. Age to age, each generation spent. Faithful one, patient one, whose love cannot be severed. There's no other word for him. Magnificent. <laughs> 